name is Kajish. I am Seneschal of the King of the Seas. Can you spell that? No. <laughs> feels like I'm always getting like the most explosive end of the stick, um, and I don't appreciate it. Better not be like bathing in blood or something like that. That would be rude. Don't, don't, uh, don't knock until you try it. Okay then. We've come a long way in a few months. We certainly have. That's sort of the way the uh, end of the world brings us all together, doesn't it? Chapter two seventy five. A less awkward dinner party. Okay. So in the last episode, we had joined Craval's quest, and you had appeared where, Craval? Back on the island of the Monarch of the Sea. Yes, the uh, land of the lost island with all the uh, dinosaurs. And uh, speaking of which, what did you run into on your way into... We ran into a fight with a Tyrannosaurus Rex where we learned a very good survival technique of not trying to talk to one that was on a rampage. Yes. It turns out that if you look at the uh, stat block for a uh, dinosaur, under languages, it says nothing. And so, uh, yeah, talking to it was not very fruitful. Mm-hmm. But uh, as you approached the center of the island with a large pinnacle in there, what did you find? What fascinating thing is occurring? Someone is building up the docks, and then further inland, we have found what looks to be a giant village on the build. Yes, people have been doing actual construction, and uh, which so, is a big difference from when we were last here. How long ago, timeline? It was only months ago that you were here, but uh, still, um, they've been they've been industrious, and, and it really, I mean, um, just with your your basic knowledge of of construction, what's what's here could have been thrown up in a month's time. So uh, it's not uh, not any great feat, but at the same time, it's it's still pretty fantastic that uh, there's something going on here. But like I said, when you arrived, uh, a figure had come out of one of the half-finished buildings and had uh, gone and walked into the large archway that you had seen before. And there are now guards on either side of the archway, something you definitely didn't see before. And uh, that's where we are right now. So um, what are you going to do? You're at, you're at the edge of uh, the central clearing there. And you're looking at the, the large steps that lead up into the, the archway with the carven images around it. And now a guard on either side. I feel that this would be a... This is a time for some diplomacy, yes. don't you think? And being forthright that we are actually here. Um. Shall I start, or would you like to do this? Well, you asked me to speak to the monarch, so yeah, maybe I will go up. So I will walk up calmly. Okay. Are you going to go by yourself, or are you going to go with a group? No, I'll, the... I'll, I'll, I'll be about two paces behind him, mm-hmm. respectfully. And so, anybody else going, or are you going to stay yeah. together? Yeah, I'll follow. Sir. Just go as a mob? <laughs> so I'll walk up. This has up. a very thick Wizard of Oz vibe to it right now. <laughs> Are so, there like so? It's like a pathway. It's like a pathway with like trees on either side. Well, of it? Y- there's a 
wide open space between okay. basically at the foot of the the giant central pillar in this island and uh yeah it's probably a good hundred yards of just you know tumbled stones and so forth uh but right in front of where the stairs were there were no tumbled stones it, it was an open area but now an open area with some buildings on either side so it's not like i can like hide with you can try but it would be kind of difficult so I'll walk up and I'll stand a respectful mm -hmm. distance. So these are storm and giants. So probably they are like, in fact storm giants. So probably like fifteen feet away is a respectful distance to these these folks. Sounds good. And as they as um, you approach, as you're probably still a good hundred feet away, and it's obvious that you're headed in that direction, you you see them kind of level their halberds. These giant, you know, basically twenty foot long halberds they're carrying. Um, although it's more of a guarded feeling rather than an aggressive feeling they're uh you know they're, they're not you know readying the strike but it's basically they're 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 showing you their teeth for for lack of a better word and uh you uh they they seem to be patiently waiting as as you approach as if they expect you to to address them so i i get within 15 feet and i just say hello my friends i've come to see the monarch who is also my friend. And um, whichever one seems to be in charge, the one on the right side basically says, His Majesty said that there would be travelers one day. We shall fetch the Seneschal and have the truth of this business. And um, he just kind of nods to the other one. And... Uh, the uh, he goes inside, and the other one says, "Make no aggressive moves." Although, I do not think you are hostile. And but I will just sit, cross-legged, and meditate. He said, "You will want to stand in the presence of the seneschal." And I shall arise when he arrives. Okay, and it really only takes about ten minutes, and the guard reappears, kind of pops to his side, and then a few minutes later, walking at a very stately pace. Uh, comes another storm giant. Uh, this one, interestingly enough, very aged. Um, you know, the storm giants all have kind of silvery hair, but this one, you know, the hair has become a little bit more wild and unkempt, but at the same time, a very serene and regal air about him. And uh, he's also wearing very flowing um, and uh, very ornate robes. And obviously, it's with a storm giant, uh, the robes for a storm giant would make a pretty good pavilion for most of you. This is not the same monarch, though, right? This is not. This is this is apparently the seneschal. So as he arrives, Wait. I will I will stand and, and mm -hmm. be attentive. And he uh, bows, um, not too much, but definitely a respectful bow to you. And he says, "Travelers, His Majesty said that there would be visitors here. We did not expect them quite so soon." You are undoubtedly here to pay homage to the monarch of the seas and ask for his blessing in your passage? Of course. Very good. Then let us make an appointment for your visit. It is, and he points up to the darkening sky, quite late. Um, court is done for the day. His, ma his majesty is resting. However, since we have no other petitioners to tomorrow, you shall be the first. You may, and he points at um, one of the buildings there on the left side that uh, is obviously finished, although roughly finished. Mm -hmm. 
um, you may reside for the night in our new structures, and we will see you in the morning. Do you require refreshments, provisions, anything? Said, we've traveled uh, a good distance. Some refreshments would be most welcome. Very good. We shall have them sent by. Please make yourself comfortable and fear not in the night. Our guards have kept the area quite safe. And we shall come and summon you in the morning for the bathing. Um, I'll speak up. Said We uh, felled a great animal on the way here. I would hate to see the rest of its bounty wasted if you wish to reclaim it. It was that direction toward the sea. Ah, one of the creatures of the island. Yes, thank you. We would uh, not wish to waste any provisions here. Um, and we do apologize that one of the creatures here did attack you. As you can see, our uh, reclaiming of the island is only just begun, and we have not quite gained control over the entire path to the sea. Someday, this kingdom will be as great as it once was. And when it is, no one shall fear to come and visit the monarch of the seas, unless they should bring trouble with them themselves. Were these creatures not here when this was your kingdom? Oh, yes. But um, we had droves of guards that would patrol and make sure that they stayed into the deeper recesses of the island where they belonged, not here to menace our guests, which I do apologize that they did so. Uh, I am Creval. This is my brother, Zorzak. Might we have your name? My name is Kajish. I am Seneschal of the King of the Seas. Can you spell that? No. <laughs> what was his name again? Kajish. K A apostrophe Z H I C H. Just like it's spelled, guys. Yes. <laughs> Can't believe you had trouble with that. Yeah. There's an extra silent Y in there. Yes. Probably a J as well. Just adding it to the list. <laughs> Thank you. We will uh, bother you no more. Yes. We shall summon you one hour after dawn for the bathing. Thank you. Mm. Nudge Zorzak to wherever we're supposed to go. Yeah. Wow. And is this building meant for small folk or is it a large doored edifice? And actually, um, it is a large doored edifice, but you notice that this one, sort of like if you've seen like a warehouse that has a roll up door, but it also has a smaller door in that big door um, for you know people to walk through rather than driving trucks through, it has uh, that sort of an arrangement. One of the doors, right where the doors meet, Another one of the doors just kind of opens in, in the front there. You know, you could probably take a bit of credit here. It was your conversation as we left that probably instigated all this. Perhaps. We will see what our friend the monarch says in the morning. What does the building inside look like? And so, as I said, these are roughly finished. Mm -hmm. um, they do have floors. Uh, but, you know, the floors have not been, you know, polished beautifully. The uh, the walls are still roughly hewn as if, like I said, this had been thrown up in the last month. Um, it's on this particular one, you open up the doors and there's a hallway going down into the, the side. And the hallway is the height of the building. It's, it's pretty uh, substantial, 20 feet tall. Um, but on the left side, there's actually two banks of or it's a two-sided building there are doors of uh normal humanoid size um that are in a row and then 
there are stairs up to a balcony with another set of doors, where on the right side, there's only three large doors. Um, so apparently this one was built for both giant and for smaller um, humanoid uh, is, residency. Is there like a fire pit? Uh, there is not, but you did notice the smell of wafting meats that is occasionally drifting over towards you. Okay. And um, it's, so it's somewhere perhaps on the other side of the uh, buildings there, there's a, in fact a roasting pit. Okay. So I'm going to have to cook myself then. Um, just find a comfortable area to put down the gear and the glaive. Okay. And there are six rooms, so you can each have your own room if you wish. There's three up and three down. Uh, just turn to look at everybody. Uh, everyone can claim one. Uh, brother, will you come speak to me when you've settled in? Of course. I'll pick a, the room that is undoubtedly Spartan. Is there a cot or is it just a room? Um, unfortunately, apparently they have not gotten to the point of furnishings. So they are just bare rooms at this point in time. Right up our alley. <laughs> Better than we get to in the woods. So, yep. okay. It, it, is, it is a nice step up from the woods. At least you get four walls around you. No clogging the furniture. There's no furniture. Oh. <laughs> no clogging the walls. <laughs> is there any way that I could like summon a horse that's not oh really my God. a horse? There's actually a bed. A horse? I mean, summon horse. There's, you know what? There's got to be a way that he can do that. Was that like bed knobs and broomsticks? Kinda. So could you think a four poster bed would be an exotic steed? So we'll work on that, Bryce. Uh, okay, I guess I'll just sleep. You, you're noble. Then. You should be able to sleep on a horse just fine. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> of course, but like, why would I, well, I if I didn't have to? Mm-hmm. Well, you can sleep on the floor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or I could pull my bedroll out the side of my pack and lay it out. Well, yeah. as as you are um, busy unpacking your gear, what what small gear you have for traveling? Well, just before she walks off, mm-hmm. I'd like to give her a cure wounds before she okay. goes into her room. Um, well, just because I can do it, and I'll probably never do it again, I'll give her an eighth level cure wounds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm only I mean, down just, like twenty four. I know, points, but just because so. I can, okay? Yeah. <laughs> don't take this from you me. You know what? If you don't cure all her wounds with that, we're gonna laugh. <laughs> yeah, I know. In, in ironic, wow, that's a lot of ones. In, and ironically, the storm giant, cloud giant war will start tonight, and he'll he'll need to heal everybody. Yeah, don't want that eighth level spell slot back. I feel like he's telling me something. <laughs> I rolled six. I rolled eight d eight, and I got a grand total of thirty two. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah. that's not. And anyone you hope far off? Thank yeah. you. Are you fully healed? Yeah. Oh. Okay. I mean, otherwise we were. But like I said, I I may never do that again, so I can at least do it once. <laughs> well, this this was the time to do it, as obviously in the morning you'll get it back. And assuming the storm giant cloud giant war doesn't kick off yeah. tonight, you're in good shape. Or if if you get the giant uh, pack of tyrannosauruses with laser beams, I mean, I could have just hit her with heal into the same thing. Or but some I just giant roll demon doesn't time. <laughs> hasn't possessed these guys. Yes. You know? Yeah. Okay, um, like I said, as you are packing your uh, gear out and getting what few oddments you you carry with you into the field. Uh, bedrolls laid out and that sort of thing you hear the full-size door open up and um you hear a booming uh storm giant voice saying sorzak Kraval, companions we bring refreshment excellent 
and I'll step out and so, hope it's and, not like a drumstick the size of a car. You and know? I'm kind of hoping it is a drumstick the size of a car. <laughs> and uh, this uh, would if if there's storm giant teenagers, that's what this is. He's he's two thirds the size of the other ones and looks a little lanky and skinny. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's checking his phone, and uh, he's, you know, he's checking his bone. Yeah, tablet. It's a family show, please. Uh, <laughs> I just want to go on record and say that was not me that said that. <laughs> Anyways, food. Yes. And he is carrying in a very large wooden platter. And I mean, for, for him, it would be like a large platter. For you, it would be like a, uh, a uh, oversized snow disc that you would slide down hills in. I'm uh, down with this. And uh, piled on one side are various of the tropical fruits that populate the, the island. On the other side, though, are... Um, about six different slabs of roasted meat. Um, and it does smell succulent. Um, and, you know, he, it, it yes. smells very similar to the, the aromas that have been wafting over uh, towards you. And um, I will say a silent prayer to Nawada of thanks. Yeah. No squirrels hurry. And uh, <laughs> he, he kind of lays it down and bows himself out. And uh, then uh, you have this giant plate of food in front of you. Oh, yeah. Full bore. Sounds good. And it's very tasty stuff. I mean, all the tropical fruits are, obviously, and, and this is well-roasted meat. Excellent. So I say, you wish to speak with me, brother? I do. I just wasn't sure if you want to speak outwardly or if you want to speak privately. I couldn't help but notice that you seemed to change. In a, in a, in a way of, I figured maybe you had an epiphany or a something something more shall we say divine like i would say i i i went to sleep and i went and i dreamt of of snow soft snow and harsh sleet and i awoke feeling changed my eyes had changed my visage became slightly less harsh are his horns the same still? They seem to be the same as they the, ever were. The one horn. Yeah. You know, I could help you grow that back if you wanted it. Uh, I think it suits me. It certainly speaks to the duality of things. So how did you feel? How else do you feel changed beyond the blueness of your eyes? I say I had the feeling of similar to to the feeling that we had back when we visited the elves and their nobility came. Oh, so this is more elvish in nature? That is the sensation that I had in this dream. No name, no face came to me. Was there a person there beside yourself? Just the soft, calming snow and and another vision of, of harsh sleet and mm. ice. Well, so life teaches us change is always apparent, obviously, with me seeing what I've gone through. Do you feel threatened or pursued or anything like that? No. All right. How long do you think it is till Arlen blows himself up with that staff? I give it a day or two. Tonight. Perhaps, Arlen, you should take one of the big rooms down at the other end of the hall. 
You know what? <laughs> I was going to go there anyway. Adrian, I couldn't help but notice you seem to become a bit stealthier. Normally, I could keep track of you when you walk through the forest. This time, I found it much harder. Yeah, harder to notice. Yes, Adri, you seem to have acquired a dexterous bent equal to my own. Somebody please play the sad trombone sound. I would would say my older self would have been greatly cheesed by this, but now I'm only overjoyed with the progress you've made. So overjoyed and at peace with yourself that you felt the need to bring up what your older self would have done too? (laughs) Exactly. It's like, I don't mean to brag, but... Would you care for a mango? (laughs) Mango? Can't mango. I also noticed that our tabaxi, who is whisker deep in that platter, seems to have developed a little bit more sense when she moves too. <laughs> Obviously, quite hungry. What about you, Cotter? How are you feeling? It seems it really does seem that it's been uh, like years since we sat down at a table and talked about ourselves. Back then, we hardly said anything, but we've come a long way in a few months. We certainly have. That's sort of the way the uh, end of the world brings us all together, doesn't it? No, no, don't go overboard with the talking now, Cotter. I know, <laughs> quiet down. Leave some airspace for the rest of us. Well, this, this... I've been doing a whole bunch of research recently, and I'd love to talk. Research about magical steeds that read? take the form of beds? Of course I... Uh, no, no, it was actually about um, halfling alcohol. I've been reading a whole lot about halfling alcohol. I could talk to you for like half an hour, but he doesn't want me to talk, so I'll stop. So you're talking about like taking a short shot? What? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's best you go back to your research, my friend. How are you, Arlen? We've gotten the first treasure that is yours. Um, I have multiple things. I'm excited to be out of there. But I'm still quite a bit concerned about the journal entries that we read and how it may apply. It, it, I don't, it feels like I'm always getting like the most explosive end of the stick, um, and I don't well, appreciate point it. Point it in the other direction. Well, well, and fear not, my friend. Our, our cleric seems able to heal to a, a goodly extent now, though perhaps not quite as apparent just moments ago. She's better. Um, it seems that you're greater control than you were before, which I highly applaud. You seem to have got more of your uh, wild magic, as it was called, as you called it, a greater control over it. Yes, um, I, I have gotten much better at controlling the wild magic, but it is still random and I still don't fully understand it, which is slightly concerning. Okay. So anybody want to do anything else tonight before you go to bed? Or are you just going to let watch Jade Claw descend upon the uh, pile of meats there? Um, yeah, it's just as a, like a preparatory thing and it's all flavor. There's nothing serious, but I just, I would just talk to Cotter to, uh, arrange with, uh, Sinia for some like supplies to be made while we're gone for hopefully we can just pick them up somewhere 
along the way. Just spellcasting bonus. I'll get with you later on that. Okay. Nothing. Well, nothing. Nothing huge, but. Well, um, unless since you are going in and out of these rings of fire, um, and based on the fact that Owen, when he reappeared, or excuse me, Arlen, when he reappeared, um, did so in Cotter's, um, you know, reality there, it seems like it's very unlikely that you'll be able to get any sort of supplies, at least from the outside. Anything you're gonna have to get, you're gonna have to get along the way. Okay, then I'll just then I'll just tell everyone to keep an eye out for a few things. Yeah. Along the way. What few things are you looking for? In particular, one. Um, 18 1,000 gold piece diamonds. Uh, you're At this level, you're not far off. Question while he's looking that up. Um, so were all of the rings of fire happening simultaneously? Or you, are we like, yeah, you seem yeah. to have walked into them. And, and just those of you that walked in first didn't, you know, didn't get to see what was happening as compared to the ones the last, but you know, as you walked in, you know, basically you're just wreathed in fire, and then it's as if just you're instantly burned to ash, and then the ring collapsed until all of you had gone through. Okay, and and no one and I are in the same yeah. one. Okay, that's right. Yeah, you went to the same um, one. So then was Cotter just like sitting there twiddling his thumbs for like three days until a real well, Marlin no, appeared? It, uh, um, We'll we'll have to see when we get there. But okay. It uh, it seems like because if everybody else like happens simultaneously, that's why I was like. So then Cotter is just like whoa. And suddenly we're all real Arlen. Sepia, right? Yeah. So, but Arlen is done. So maybe once you finish yours, you you, you colorify, or and you just go to or Cotter doesn't have anyone around him and. Uh, w- yes to the diamonds. I mean, because I'm always on the lookout for diamonds, and then a je- a bowl that is worth about a thousand gold pieces. Okay. Gem and crushes, but if you want to get really fine on it, but it's you know, a fancy bowl. Is that like all? Just, bowl? just the cost of a small dude. This keep. is. You can ask our, or actually, he got a little easier because he has a staff now. But spell components are a really pain, pain to get at higher levels. Speaking I was really about- angry when your cousins took all our stuff. So yeah, I'm just looking for spell components along the way, and I'll, okay. I'll send you a list of what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. It's not that big. And you do have to remember, you are visiting the home of the. Uh, Monarch of the Seas, so oh, I will approach him. It well, probably has some resources. Yeah, but yeah. Well, it's supposed to be a toxic monarch, so we'll go to bed after talking with, or at least Caval will after talking with uh, everybody for a little while, just to kind of touch base in a more humane way than stress of we're all not trying to die. Yeah. Very good. And did you want to do something with the bowl tonight? Uh, yeah, actually, I just wanted okay. to use it for one time just to just to look down okay. at so, the Dragonborn Nation. So, more particularly, my kids. Also, it, you know, as, as people are breaking up from dinner there and heading to their rooms, uh, what are you going to do? Um, after speaking at the table with everybody, and once they're back in the room, I'll just go and quietly once again knock on the door that uh, of the room that Arlen has claimed for the night. Um, I'll open the door. I would like permission to use the bowl, please. Um, uh, okay. Um, who would you like to scry upon? My children. And Arlen's like, thinks back, you have children? They hatched while we were last there. You're right. Um, it's a, yeah. I, I, I am not offended. I know we were, I have not had any time to really spend with them nor has anyone else. I just want to see how they're doing. Of course. Um, uh, come in, come in, come in. Um, I'm going to then fill up the bowl with the water from my pouch. How does this work? Um, all I need to do is say the name of 
one of the one of your children. They don't have. They haven't earned their names yet. Um. Well, that's that. That's kind of the main thing. Um. You speak the name of the person you are trying to scry upon. Okay. Do they have like signifiers, like child number one, or like big scale, or like? Uh, Kaval will look over and he'll just he'll speak in draconic. And of course, sorry, Arlen, you won't know what it means. But as soon as he does, the bowl will begin to activate. Okay, so you, you do the spell and he speaks the name and or the signifier or whatever. And basically the hatchery. Yeah, hatchery, yeah. And um well it it, it does key on, on a person's name. You have to know the name because you're scrying on a person. So is is it is there a is is there a even kind of a nickname you've given the child? Okay, then um, I'll speak the word locus. Okay. And um, so you repeat that, Owen, doing the spell, and the bowl begins to form a picture. And um, it is a very familiar and wholesome picture to you there, Kraval. Um, you see your sister, Kava. And uh, she apparently is sitting there with a group of the uh, honored mothers, um, not all of them. So this is not a uh, this is not a uh, you know a council meeting or anything like that. But there is a group of the uh, the uh, matrons from at least three of the other clans that are all sitting there. Perhaps they're having you know a meal together, or perhaps they're just talking about an issue in particular. But all of your children are there. And um, it brings a smile to your face uh, because all of the little girls are all sitting right in a row with Kava, right where they should be. And um, also, you can't help but giggle a little bit because uh, behind them, um, two of the boys in the litter, the clutch, the clutch, two of the boys in the clutch um, are basically uh, sword fighting with wooden sticks. And uh, they are, and uh, you know, another one's looking on. So um, it, it it is about as dragonborn a scene as you can imagine. Okay, I'm just gonna sit and watch for a little bit, and for however long the spell lasts until it ends. And basically, it goes until you want to turn it off. Um, and and you know, the usual stuff happens. You know, one of one of the uh, one of the boys, you know, misses misses a. Uh, a parry and the other one pokes him right in the chest with the with the wooden wooden uh, stick and and then that forms an actual fight and the third one has to get involved and, and push the two of them apart and then one of the little girls gets up and and kind of imperiously commands them to go to opposite corners and crosses her arms in an in an action that so reminds you of kava you can't even believe it <laughs> you see that arlen if you ever wonder why you're doing this That's it. I, they are adorable. They're fierce. The one that stood up will probably be the first of Kava's to potentially name his heir. And the one that had the biggest fire, that was my father. My father had a temper. Yeah. Oh, he had a temper. But the other one was more like me. He could take it, but he hid his temper. <laughs> 
I don't know if I'll ever get to see them beyond this again. So I thank you for allowing me to use this bowl. Of course. And I, when we make it out of here, we the first thing we will do is finally meet your children. I would ask something of you. And of I'll course. Given time, and I will make sure that Zorzok passes this on if something happens to me. What skills that you do have in growing to bring them back to the Dragonborn to increase their knowledge of what they could grow in those mountains to give them more options in case a food shortage were to happen again? We didn't have time to really set that up, but I would trust you more so than some of the druids we've met to at least increase their knowledge. I would be honored. Um, however, deep down inside there, um, Arlen, uh, this is kind of a fearsome concept. You get kind of a, a cold feeling in the pit of your stomach because when you were up in the mountains and you were looking at those struggling maize crops, um, you felt powerless because you realized you know everything about farming down in the valley floor where you're on nice fertile soil next to the mare. But the concept of trying to grow things in between the rocks high in the mountains where the growing season is only a short couple of months long was pretty fearsome. But at the same time, you're also kind of filled with a fierce determination uh, to do that if it was required. Uh, perhaps if your family is willing, maybe we could set up some sort of rotation where to help purchase more land for your farm but allow us to grow and then transport later just to subs just to increase the potential yield. That's something to talk about in the future. Maybe perhaps growing in the mountains is as foreign a concept to me as your knowledge of lowland culture. It's, almost a different world up there. Um, the soil is different. The climate is different. I will, I promise that I will do my best. And like you said, it is a ideas for other times, but I will, I will surely do all that is within my power to aid your people survive. You are a good person. Quite possibly the best of us in a lot of ways. Thank you very much. I won't keep you up any longer. Of course. I will see you in the morning. Um, not to bring up a sad note, your sister, the one that passed, she passed because of the plague brought up by these artifacts, right? Well, yes. she died of some disease, but you, you, know, you were never able to really pin it down to something to do with this thing. But there have been all sorts of, you know, diseases running rampant since the fogs came down from the mountain, just because, you know, right. it's, it's, it's a fertile breeding ground for all sorts of things. Thank you. I was just curious if we should be looking out for more of things like that. But I think the fogs have thinned enough. Perhaps it's a wantless worry. Thank you once again. Uh, good night, Arlen. Good night.
walk out his door and I'll shut. I'll just stand there thinking for a little bit and make my way back to my room and go to bed. Okay, and the whole of the building is quiet. Um, apparently, all of your companions have gone to sleep, and uh, you uh, are able to retire to your own room there. Actually, yeah, well, that should be good. Okay. Okay, so anything else before you guys not off to sleep? I think that's it for me. Okay. And um, there are a few cries in the night of animals, uh, maybe a little nearer than you would like, but at the same time, nothing menaces you. You know, you don't hear snuffling around the building or things rubbing up against the walls or anything. It, it seems like the storm giants are as good as their word when it comes to that. And... Um, Actually, everybody roll for me constitution. Oh, no. Mr. A Bill. saving throw or just straight just up? Just a straight up check. Okay. Dang it. Oh, yeah. We're rolling good, baby. That'd be a 10. That's a natural 20 for me for a 22. 19. 14. It's going to be like, the food tasted really well and you slept through the night. Four. I got a four. Thank you. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got a nine. That's okay, just, let's It's just amazing to me. Like statistically it does it makes sense that uh, over the course of several games you would roll all the numbers on a d20 like relatively not the just same the ones amount. below 10 yeah but it's like it's severe he's got some serious <laughs> negatives on his stats yeah. i've rolled two 20s tonight yeah yeah i just they just don't show up because either i've I rolled supposed to roll or i'm rolling with disadvantage i've rolled um one number above 10 this entire evening so everyone needs to get a new dice for Christmas. You no, know, just get one of those get one of those random generator apps that you can that way you're just not technically touching the die. No, it would still roll one. I would yeah, well. I'm trying one. Anyway, so um Adri, you got the higher roll there. So um you feel I think Jade got a higher she got oh, over twenty. Game? I got a natural yeah. twenty. Oh, I got nine I got twenty two. Okay, yeah. Jade, um you got the high roll there. And um, so you, you base and that makes sense. You're you're in tune with the with the environment being a ranger and you feel the, the sun rising. Um, and of course, you know, then you have to go and scamper around and play with everyone's feet in their sleeping no. bag. No. Okay. <laughs> and Stop. Uh, and but yeah, you, you feel the sun rising um, off on the, the eastern horizon, even even indoors. And it calls to you and wakes you up and uh, you're, you're awake in the pre-dawn darkness or the Twilight darkness uh, rapidly um, uh, rising outside, and uh, so you're you're first up. What do you want to do? Take a look outside. Is there a window in this? Yes, there are, there are in fact windows, and they're actually been glassed in, which is kind of nice. It's kind of a, a neat thing, and yeah. So your your uh, yours actually faces the uh, the spire, which you know the top is just a flame in the light of dawn. And, uh, you know, it's in the dawn starts creeping down the sides towards you. And uh, as it comes about halfway down, you see a bunch of pterodactyls just launch themselves off the top and begin to fly around. And you feel, you know, a few more things stirring out there as the, the morning comes and the night creatures go to bed and the day creatures wake up. And, and you kind of feel the, the turning of the natural environment as, as, as it should be here on this island. Nice, then I'll just get everyone up. Okay, so it, Jade quietly not, knocks at everybody's door and wakes you all up. Um, so this is like kind of off topic, but... Um, Shocker. 
when I summon a flying steed, <laughs> could it be a pterodactyl instead of a pegasus? Oh, I bet with an improved flying steed, you can fly any. You can have anything. Okay, I'll keep that in the back of my mind. God bless you. Okay. Anyway, um, so you do notice that there is a storm giant that is coming over towards the uh, building. Um, and it's interesting. They um, are only dressed in a breech cloud and is carrying a bunch of, you know, it looks like curtains over his arm, but you realize that they are towels. Okay. Oh, the bathing. Mm -hmm. The pools must be working again. I think we smell. Or we're about to join the monarch in the water. Let's find out. Yeah, that was pretty cryptic yesterday. Maybe it's, uh, better not be like bathing in blood or something like that. Mm. That would be rude. Mm. Don't don't uh, don't knock until you try it. Okay then. Uh, Sometimes I worry about you. Well, actually, does anybody remember your last visit here? Yeah. Okay. And what what do you remember of the last visit? They actually had pools for bathing for all giants and normal sized people. Yeah. Uh, and I actually think they were clean, but we opted not to get into them. Yeah, well, they looked like they hadn't been used in a while, but yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah, so the um, you hear a, a very polite knock at the door. Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> yes. And uh, the uh, so I, I am here to take you to the baths for you to be properly clean before your audience with his majesty. Very well. Um, <clears throat> this should be entertaining. Uh, do you need me to gather everybody or will you get them? Uh, if, if you could so, be so kind as to gather your group together and do not have them bring an excess of clothing as obviously won't be needed in the baths. Do not bring clothing? Well, an excess of clothing. Okay. Um, I actually, the very first person I'm going to go to is knock on Adri's door. I'm already up. Yeah, I figure as much, but, you know, knock, knock, knock. Uh, does that uh, magic affect more than just your face? I mean, I have a feeling that the giants don't have a particular care uh, about small races. I'm only thinking about what you've tried to hide and try to help you, that's all. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm I'm not too concerned about it. But okay. either way, I have the circlet, which would work. That is I, true. I mean, that's not clothing. So. Okay. I'm not sure how... I could wrap my hair around it if they were like, no, you can't wear jewelry in here. Okay, um, don't bring excessive clothing. Uh, would you be kind of to collect jade and I will get Cotter and Sorzok? Uh, I I feel, uh, it's a little awkward asking this, but I have actually no idea how you lowlanders bathe, but where we're from, it's not exactly a private affair. I have a feeling giants are going to be around us either way. This will be amusing if nothing else and i will go collect my brothers okay and uh, when you're all collected together you um he leads you across the uh grounds and you go into the hallway and this is a completely different experience than what you had the first time you were here because there are voices coming from down the various halls and not just voices but joyous voices live you know laughing chatting comfortably um, all of them they seem to be giant voices 
But unlike the still depressing place that you encountered the first time, this time it seems to be alive with people. Do we see any giants walking around? Um, you do not in the short passage that you have to go on to get to the baths. If you remember, the main entrance came in and then there was two arcing um, hallways that went to were some sort of assembly room. Maybe they were for doing business or what have you on either side. And then it went up to another um, intersection. And on one side was the feasting hall and the other side was the bathing rooms. And uh, you can hear voices coming from all of those halls. Um, and actually, the, the one to the, the uh, feasting hall is a straight hall. And, and you can kind of get a view of a few um, creatures in there. There is definitely several figures that you can see that are kind of um, sitting at one of the tables. Um, but, uh, you know, just, just a glance as you go by there. Um, and you make the left-hand turn into the bathing hall. And if you remember, it had all sorts of uh, beautiful um, mosaics mm -hmm. of, of uh, nautical scenes there on the, on the ground or on the base of the pools. And there were three pools. Um, and you can't help but notice the first one of these pools now is steaming ever so lightly as if it's a nice, um, nice warm temperature to it. Mm -hmm. um, the other two do not. Um, and uh, the uh, attendant basically brings you in there. And um, as he brings you in there, several of the uh, storm giants uh, file out. Uh, and they've gotten out of the farthest of the pools, the one um, most to the, to the uh, east. And um, that one, the, uh, and you were saying that the uh, bathing is not a private affair for the Dragonborn. Apparently, neither it is, is it for the storm giants, as um, they are a good halfway across the room before they recover their, their uh, clothing and, and put it on. And uh, the attendant um, basically is standing there with, with the, the curtain-sized towels, and um, he, he bows deeply and says, and kind of looks around at which one of you he should be addressing and, and, uh, and says, I do not know your customs for bathing. Um, we uh, bathe together. Um, I do not know how your peoples do it, um, but we will accommodate whatever desires you have. Um, I may remain here. I may leave the room, whatever you wish. Uh, you may bathe in turns or all together, whatever is your want. I think we will just do as is custom amongst your people and we will just bathe together. Very good. Um, do you wish my uh, um, presence here or not? Or if you wish I could be here but have my back turned to you, if that would be more... Well, one of us is covered in fur, the other one's covered in scales. Cotter, or, uh, Arlen, do you have any special requests here? Because I don't see no one in Craval having anything. Arlen is visibly very uncomfortable with the conversation. I think we'll be all right. Um, but I think for our young, our youngest friend here, he would be a little more comfortable amongst people he knew. I will wait outside then. I, if you have any needs at all, just shout and I will arrive. So Arlen, do you require a, a pool of your own? We can probably have uh, the attendant set up the, the curtain towels to form some privacy. Uh, I would appreciate that very, 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 very much. Yeah, nope. Yeah, I don't think they can do so that. I'll, I'll, well, I'll call out to the attendant and say, ah, oh, excuse me, my good friend. Um, 
could we trouble you to set up using the towels of some sort, a, a little privacy area? And he looks just kind of a, a bit quizzical and he says, um, we don't have a structure quite like that here, but uh, if you wish, you can bathe in turns or whatever is, is your want. Uh, we will be happy to accommodate you. I cast hold person on Arlen. Or we could just bathe in turns so that our friend doesn't feel uncomfortable. Just a suggestion. I cast hold person. I prefer that option. All right. I will bathe in turns. I cast hold person on Arlen. Okay, Arlen, what's a, what's a save on that? Wisdom. Oh, this should be fun. His so, first row. above 10 tonight. Yeah. You need you need to roll against hold person on your person. 17. Okay. That just succeeds. Okay. Huzzah. So your your clever ploy goes awry there, Craval. Too bad. Okay, so what are you going to do? Uh, the the attendant uh, you know exits the chamber. Although you can you can hear by his footfalls, he's just at the the entrance there, apparently facing out into the hallway. I just get in the water. Okay, you're just gonna shuck off the old clothes and jump on in. It's Craval's Craval's still cold river. Yeah, this is fine. Well, um, and the the attendant before he leaves us says, um, as um, is traditional, there is a uh, caladarium a tepidarium and a frigidarium, so you can bathe in turn um, and uh, in the increasingly cool waters. Is that the same as a hot spring, a lake, and a frigid river? Yes. Thank you. Hot, warm, cold, basically? Yes. Yeah. Stereotypically, amongst our people, we would use the hot springs to get everything off and then jump into the cold river to clean everything off. It seems to be a similar situation mm -hmm. here. We so, go from hot to medium to cold. To respect Arlen, I will, we will give you your... Ten minutes. Darkness? Then he can't see. Well, I mean, he could step into darkness and have privacy so he doesn't feel so conscious. Well, yeah, but then he's in pitch darkness. Yeah, and darkness, darkness is like see. a minute. Uh, yeah. That's an idea. So I could create darkness as a wall, but then it would go away. So let's say we take ten-minute shifts. Okay. Who all is going together in the mob going in the first shift? So Craval's in. Anybody I'm, else? I'm going to go solo to... To, uh, so as not to alienate Arlen. Okay. I Anybody? will too. Okay. So you're all going to go in turns? Are you, Arlen, are you really good? Um, I'm trying to be respectful. I'm not trying to play like a, a punk, but what is uh, what is your, what is what what issue are you having with the bathing with all of us out of curiosity? I, I'm simply trying to understand. Oh, um, it's just like... Arlen's a farm boy? Yeah, it's uh, just like not... We're not that tight. Yeah. Well, like, not that. Well, yeah. I don't understand. Um, That's not just... the way he was raised. Yeah. It's a lowlander thing. Yes. Okay. Uncomfortable. And many, with... and many lowlanders uh, take bathing uh, as a personal private matter. Okay. Well, I will not try to insult you by playing light of the matter. Um, out of character, Kraval will just go first to. Show sure, Arlen's not a big deal. Okay, and so you splash into the hot, the, the mm -hmm. medium, and the cold. Yep. Arlen's back is completely turned, and he is visibly flushed. Okay. Although yeah. it is kind of interesting to see that Kraval doesn't. I mean, you could like be a... stepped just outside the door or yes. something. It is interesting to see that when Kraval goes into the water, he actually does move similar to like an alligator when he swims. Neat. Okay, and uh, then each of you rotates through in turn, and and it's it's very interesting, you know, for um. Actually, Arlen, probably the only time you had hot baths before you actually visited Cotter's household was 
you know, when your family would like actually heat up a standing tub and, and uh, pour water over yourself. So this is, this is absolutely luxurious. And uh, you're able to uh, kind of lounge around in the hot water. Um, and it's, it's very interesting because th there is a kind of a, a, um, a soapy sand that they have in, in buckets on the side that you can rub on yourself that actually lathers up. And then um, that's new for for cabal. And then um, you notice like the suds just kind of are drawn across the side and just go out just little little uh, you know holes in the side of the uh, tub. Interesting. And then you can go to the the cooler one. And then by the time you hit the frigidarium, and it's not frigid, but it's definitely not warm water. It's it's very bracing, and you're only encouraged to stay in there for a minute or so before you get back out again. And then you can wrap yourself in one of the, the large towels. And uh, in a short order, you can all work your way all the way through that. And uh, then the... How does Jade react? Jade's fine with water. I mean, living in a forest. Yeah. yeah. The worst part is having to lick all the fur clean mm -hmm. afterwards, yeah. Um, but anyways... Uh, I mean, after, after she gets out, she does like the... The, the hairball problem the, is real. The, the fluff. The cat dog shake all the water off and then... Yeah. Not being cleaned in a while mm -hmm. gets very poofy. Yes. Anyways, the attendant brings you back to your um, cabin, for lack of a word, and uh, tells you that the seneschal will be there presently. Please make yourself ready to address his majesty. And um, sure enough, I mean, you, you barely have time to throw your clothing on and uh, get, get everything all arranged uh, before you can actually see, Jade, you can see the, the seneschal walking across the... Uh, open area to the door and there's uh, a more, bit more imperious but still polite knock at the door and the seneschal informs you that the, his majesty is happy to see you and remembers your vi previous visit with great fondness and you're led in there once again um, there are voices and so forth down the hallways that you didn't hear the last time and you're led to the large circular um throne room and it is a completely different experience once again than what you had um, this time flanking the throne on either side there are probably 20 storm giants all dressed in the finest robes that you can imagine uh, both male and female there and sitting this time bolt upright and proud is the monarch of the seas himself and the storm cloud that was literally hanging over him the last time now seems much more ferocious and actually menacing, but at the same time just sets off his regality. And he does seem, unlike last time where he was this dark, depressed form that just seemed to sit there like a lump, this time he sits bolt upright and just projects majesty. And the seneschal um, comes in and he's carrying a staff um, and which would be more like a tree, you know, tree trunk for you guys. <laughs> and he just kind of sets it down with a very large um, knock on the ground uh, or the tip of it down there. And uh, he opens his mouth and, and says, your majesty, may I present? And the, the um, monarch says, these people need no introduction. Please bring them before me. And that's where we're going to stop today.
Dungeon Master's Notes. Okay, well, I thought that was really touching that Drew wanted to have Creval have just that kind of private moment of uh, family time there. Um, it's so easy to get caught up with just the mechanics of the game, you know, the combats and the skills checks and the exploration and, uh, you know, following the main plot line and all that. But it's, it's kind of nice to take a step back once in a while and, and do something like that where it's like, oh, you know, there's other parts of the world other than what the players are in and it's kind of nice to touch base there and be nice to see the other players doing the same thing we'll see if they decide they need to do that or maybe they don't you never know anyway so the party has made it to the giants and yeah it seems as if the whole of the giants kingdom has been revitalized or at least is starting to become revitalized and uh, maybe is on the path to healing here. We'll just have to see uh, what that's going to mean going forward for the uh, landlocked people as they move out to sea, perhaps in the future. We'll just have to see. It'll be interesting. But at least for the party, they've gotten to the first step of their journey. Uh, but will the monarch of the seas be able to help them? We'll just have to wait for the next episode to find out. Until then, rate us and subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss an episode. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com with questions or comments. Follow us at Relic of the Past or Relic of the Past Podcast on your social media feeds. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head. <laughs>